Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show and subscribing on iTunes. The comments on the iTunes page, you guys are the shit, man. So many new comments. If you haven't taken two seconds yet to rate the podcast on the iTunes page with a five-star rating, please do so. It takes two seconds. And if you really enjoy the podcast, uh, man, it makes such a world of difference to us when you can leave that in comment form on the iTunes page. Not only does it make us feel good, uh, and give us some sort of an indication that what we're doing is is uh, hitting a, a nerve with you guys in a positive way, but it helps us climb the charts, and that's just good on all fronts. So continue to subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends to get all past episodes at aboutlastnightpodcast.com, and, uh, and keep rating and, and commenting on that iTunes page, baby. Uh, wow, the amount of tweets and emails I received from the birthday episode. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys may be forcing me into drinking. Uh, for the next handful of episodes. I didn't realize how entertaining it was going to be. I was in a great place, I want to say. Brad and I had pitched our show that day. I had uh, done Hyundai in the morning. So, you know, start the day by making some money. You pitch a show, uh, you know, watch the the Cavs uh, finals game. I hadn't watched any of the finals games all the way through yet. So I finally got to sit down and watch one at Brad's place. Ubered over there, so I started drinking. Went to the Laugh Factory, did Kevin Nealon's show. That was a blast, and I was just feeling good. And I was the right amount of drunk to where I wasn't incoherent, but I definitely was, uh, as you heard, having a difficult time stringing together <laughs> fucking really great sentences. But uh, I had a good time, and I'm glad it translated because shit, I-, I have not seen that type of a response in a while. And uh, I guess that means I'm going to have to stock up at BevMo pretty soon. Uh, anyway, uh, the podcast was a blast. Today's episode is no different. Today's episode, our guest is an incredible story. We've had some some interviews that have really inspired me out of nowhere. This one, I didn't totally understand the magnitude of, of his story. Our guest is Bald Brian, Brian Bishop. From the Adam Carolla podcast, great dude, hilarious dude, uh, been with Carolla for a handful of years now, crushing it over there, and he was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and I think six months to live about, man, a handful, three, four years ago, um, I, I know that's not completely accurate, you'll, you'll hear the exact time frame in the podcast, but he's been living with it for a, a decent amount of time now, and I mean, it's just crazy, man, a... a, a, a a brain tumor. It's not something you ever think about as a possibility, and we really get into it, man. And and you know, it's a comedy podcast, so we keep it light. But it's it's a it's a heavy story, man. But an interesting story, an uplifting story, an inspiring story. And the motherfucker's living, and he's killing it. And and he came by to to give us the whole story. And uh, you guys are really gonna enjoy it. it it's a it's a great story to hear and makes it step back and, and really appreciate life in a, in a new light because um, not often do you get to run into people that you know personally and you guys will feel like that after you uh, listen to Brian talk because he's that uh, cool and conversational um, and he was also a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire which is one of my favorite shows if you didn't know that the Regis version though he was on the Meredith Vieira version not as cool but still uh, you know quite the unique experience that show 
is hilarious and amazing to me all at the same time. He shares that story, obviously the brain tumor story, how he got the gig on Corolla. It's it's a really great episode. I gotta be honest, it's one of my favorites. I know you guys are gonna love it. So let's not waste any more time. Follow Bald Brian on Twitter at Bald Brian, and of course subscribe to the Adam Corolla podcast to hear him, um, you know, every week. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Brad Williams will be performing in Valley Center, California, at Harris Casino, June 26th, baby, 9 p.m. Go see Brad. Get your tickets at Harris.com. And then, of course, July 2nd in San Diego, California, Brad will be performing at the Observatory Theater. In San Diego, California, July 2nd, 8 p.m., go see Brad in San Diego. Then, of course, July 3rd, a day before our nation's independence, Brad and myself will be at the Irvine Improv in Irvine, California, 7.30 and 9.45. Irvine Improv, July 3rd. Come see us. Two shows that night. Get your tickets at improv.com. Then, of course, July 9th through the 11th, Madison, Wisconsin. Brad will be at Comedy Club on State, an awesome club, like I said last time. Book me. I want to go. I hear it's a great time. Brad loves it. He always crushes it. He'll be there July 9th through the 11th, Madison, Wisconsin, Comedy Club on State. Go see him. I will be in Scottsdale, Arizona this weekend, baby, at the new Laugh Factory, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, June 25th through the 28th. Get your tickets at laughfactory.com and come laugh with me, man. I'm, I'm really pumped. Arizona's a great comedy city, and uh, the Laugh Factory is one of my favorite clubs in the world, so I, I know it's going to be a great time. So come see me, Scottsdale Laugh Factory, June 25th through the 28th. And then, of course, I'll be coming home, Bellevue, Washington, the Parlor Live, July 9th through the 11th. Get your tickets at ParlorLive.com. And, of course, it's DoyMerchandise.com, baby. That site's up. It's running. It's stocked full of ALN merch. Roni and the Quave shirts, Roni and the Quave mugs, Titanic shirts, Titanic mugs, ALN shirts. Get your merch, man. Support the pod. We love the comments on the iTunes page. Take it up a notch. Get some merch. Support your family. Wear it to a wedding. Wear it to a circumcision. Wear it. To, uh, to a fucking bachelorette party. Come on, ladies. Enough with the dick straws. Get the ALN shirts. <laughs> Make a change. Better your life. Uh, get all that stuff at astoymerchandise.com and support the podcast that way. And of course, Brad and I's albums on our websites, adamraytv.com. Pick up a copy of my album, Pop-Tart Suicide. A bunch of material that I think will make you laugh. And a bonus song at the end. And of course, Brad Williams has his albums, Hi-Ho and Coming Up Short, on bradwilliamscomedy.com. That's all the CD info. That's all the merch info. That's the tour date info. Those are the Twitter handles. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a very special, hilarious episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, Bald Brian. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and Finally, someone that knows about the headphones. You would be shocked how many people in our studio do the thing where they got the headphones flipped up and they're trying to get it on, and it's like this one's like up here, and they're like <laughs> trying to like you never put on a fucking pair of headphones. It's headphones. It's it's not you know what I mean. It's it's pouring piss out of a boot and yeah. instru- and instructions are on the bottom. It's, it's remarkable. Not hard to do. I also love how you're just taking control of that mic like it's the first. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry to make a dick-sucking joke right off the bat, <laughs> but it's impossible for any guest to adjust a mic without making it look... Also, the mic is just so phallic-looking already. 
<laughs> I feel like I could go a lot farther with the dick sucking routine. Please, yeah. <laughs> no, I said I couldn't. I would. Oh, oh. I mean, damn. I Bonus mean, content. Well, <laughs> be on well, the website. Well, I mean, I'm. Uh, you brought beer, so I'm getting a little liquored up. So if if, if you do that, who who, who knows what will happen? Yeah, yeah you brought sandwich. a jug of beer that, no joke, is about. I don't know, two inches shorter than bread? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a big jug of beer. But Brad, uh, what would happen, by the way, if you drank death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just instant death. And it's also, what, 7.3% alcohol, so it's not... Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beer. Okay. All right. Are you so, a big beer drinker? I am. Yeah. Beer... I'm not actually. You know what? I'm not a beer snob because nothing is better. I was just in. Um, I was just in La Quinta. My wife's family has a house out there, and we were out there for Memorial Day weekend. I thought you were bragging about staying at the La Quinta Inn. No, no, no. Like, Bri, <laughs> hey, we staying at a private residence. Okay. <laughs> and, and it was. Uh, it was uh, pool time. It was 95 degrees. Nothing better than pool poolside beers. Uh, Bud Light by the pool. Nothing, and, and tailgating at uh, you know USC games. I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that because it's just it's light enough. If it's fresh it, enough. And yes, I sound like a Bud Light commercial, but it really. <laughs> Is but the, if you're in it for the long haul, if you're yeah. day drinking, like yeah. your drinking day extends, you can have four seven hours. or eight and not even realize what happened. Absolutely, exactly. Or in Brad's case, you can four. crack open a beer <laughs> and you can watch your friends have a good time. Uh, yeah, I get drunk uh, very quickly. Yeah, his well, nickname that, is Two Beer Brad. That was one of the first symptom, one of the the first real symptom that I knew that something was wrong with me. I was diagnosed for your listeners yeah. who don't yep. know. I yeah. was diagnosed with cancer in 2009, and one of the symptoms that really drove home, man, you've got a problem. Wasn't the uh, it wasn't the loss of balance at the gym. It wasn't the numbness around the lips. It wasn't the numbness. You just shook that off, huh? I I chalked that. Up. I was working morning radio at the time, and I chalked that up to oh, I'm not getting enough sleep. No sleep, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, yeah. no one gets doing morning radio. Exactly. Boy, how often you know? Do yes. We just uh, do we brush aside. Like I, I guess also nobody wants to think they're ever really sick, right? Yeah. And so and I was relatively healthy. I was going to the gym every day after work. So I'm like, well, how bad could it be? Mm-hmm. But everyone's got their own uh, system of like, how many times do I notice numbness and uh, faintness yeah, yeah, yeah. in a row to where some right? You just yep. have to not be an idiot about. Yeah. All right, uh, uh, you know, three days is probably. Yeah. So three months passed. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but the thing that drove it home was I went out uh, drinking with some friends again. Bud Light. I was drinking. Yeah. Uh, I think two. I'll say two or th- I was maybe on a third Bud Light over the course of an evening. It wasn't a bender, and uh, I got up to the bathroom. It was as though I had had eight or nine. I was just I, I fell over. I fell off the couch trying to get up, and I was like. I was at a fraternity at USC. I'm not a. I'm, I'm not three bud lights is not posing an insurmountable right. problem. Yeah. But this was like, oh, something's wrong. So would you? So would you be willing to uh, write Bud Light and say, Bud Light, you, <laughs> you help diagnose cancer? <laughs> <laughs> Indirectly, you saved my life. I mean, wow. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could do that because that, <laughs> that, would, that, that would make that commercial. one yeah. hell of a commercial. I mean, no, talking like, about just tugging at the heartstrings. Yeah. I yeah mean, the the I mean, drinking would really Anheuser-Busch <laughs> loves to do that. They have they have like uh, the, the, the people slow clapping the soldiers yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. walking to the airport and, that, and then the dog at, at, the, la- at the last Super Bowl ad. Yeah. They, they, they love to get you to cry. So it's just... Zoom in on you yep. holding an ice cold Bud Light and just staring at it longingly, going, "You know, Bud Light saved my life." Yep, it's a, you know, <laughs> up, up for anything. It has guys running away from Pac Man. It has guys fucking bungee jumping. It has me in an MRI tube, <laughs> finishing chemo. Bud Light, you might have cancer. Uh, all right, well, let's write them a Facebook message yeah. after this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, and and you wrote all about uh, your. Uh, 
your experiences in your book that is now out on paperback correct called shrinkage yes and uh so how much was this you trying to get your story out and wanting to get your story out and how much was this you just trying to keep up with corolla that writes a new book every year (laughs) um what mostly is funny people ask like why did you write the book and i said because an agent tracked me down and said how would you like to write a book and i said absolutely no kidding um how does that happen though uh remember teresa strasser our old co-host of the adam corolla show she wrote a book called exploiting my baby very funny book her agent tracked, uh, sent me a copy of the book with his business card and said, hey, man, I'm a fan of the show. I like, your story is amazing. Give me a call and we'll talk about you know, maybe a book deal or something like that. Called him up and he said, you're interested in writing a book? And I was like, no, nah, not really. He goes, I think we can sell it. And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, I'm interested in writing a book. Dollar sign, yeah. dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> yeah, as, so, uh, as soon as you hear that. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. We all, we all know that uh, Corolla pays you enough mm. that, 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 that you have a Scrooge McDuck yeah. vault of gold. Uh, <laughs> Spinning it in out into, a, into an arch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But, how, uh, so how early on did, you, um, did your story get uh, brought up on the Corolla show? Oh, right away. Right okay. away. I, I, I announced my diagnosis. Boy, I want to say it was within a week uh, of actually getting diagnosed. And this is in 2009? This is April 2009. Yeah, yeah. so this is while he's doing the terrestrial radio show. Oh, no. They just flipped formats. He's, oh. He had just started doing... Okay. He was still doing the uh, podcast pretty much out of his house at this point. He was just mm-hmm. starting it up and only been doing it for a month or a month and a half. Yeah. And then had transitioned it over to his warehouse, where it is today, but in a much, much, much smaller, scaled-back form. It was just a room in his warehouse right. before right. he built the studio guys know now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, just to go yeah. back a minute, so you, yeah, yeah. so the Bud Light stuff, so all sure. that, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, builds up to you going to the doctor to be like, hey man, I'm yeah, not getting, I'm getting too drunk off of pretty much, too little. Pretty much. Uh, what happened initially was, you know, I said to, to Christy, my wife, fiance at the time, I said, uh, honey, I got bad news for you. I know you got laid off your job literally yesterday oh, uh, God. and I'm out of work also and we're getting married in two months Whoa. I, I'm sick there's something really wrong with me and I told her what was going on and I hadn't told her anything at that point which uh, communication is the key to a good relationship sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's but, like <laughs> freaky news to, oh, to bring up yeah so. but at the same time you're getting married and I'm sure she's stressing over things about the wedding so you don't want to be like oh uh, by the way it's all back on me yeah. now <laughs> bachelorette and bachelor party still to come I mean it's all yeah. you know this is all the whole things uh, you know the, the the wheels are in motion. We're past the point of no return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she has a good family friend who's a surgeon at uh, St. John's. There's a hospital out here in Santa Monica. And uh, he sort of, you know, I, I had tried to get appointments with a neurologist kind of on the down low, just trying to, you know, say, hey, what's up? But it was hard to get appointments with good doctors uh, unless you know somebody. And luckily she knew a very important surgeon at St. John's. Good. He put me in touch with somebody, blah, 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 test, test, test. Misdiagnosis. They said it might have MS at one point, uh, multiple sclerosis, and yeah. um, which not great, but look, it's treatable, and you can right. live a long time with MS. Mm-hmm. It might affect your life, but you know, it's not a, a death sentence. Sure. Um, and uh, misdiagnosis here, and another test here, and turns out I got the bad news that not only did I have a brain tumor. Um, they, the doctor, I asked him, I said, you know, what are we, what are we, what are we looking at? And he said, typically in these cases, I say six months to a year. Holy shit. Almost two months to the day to the wedding, you know what I mean? Like, Christy's right there, and she's just dying. And what does your, I mean, what does your head do? What What do you think about when someone literally tells you you got six months? Yeah. It, 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 I mean, do do they tell you, like, do you go through the stages of denial? Like, nah. I probably did. I would like to think that. funny you mention that. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think that my head would immediately go to somewhere, um, you know, like, I I never got to see uh, Hall & Oates live. Uh-huh. Or, but... <laughs> Or any sort of like, but it's probably just 
immediately about your family, right? Yeah. And your yeah. wife. Yeah. So do you immediately turn to Christy and just go, so... Yeah. Uh, City Hall, City Hall, Hall Pass? <laughs> Hall Pass? I can do this? I can... Exactly, yeah. I, uh, that bu- was my first thought. <laughs> Bunny Ranch? Yeah. Let's do this thing. My first thought was, of course, <laughs> holy shit. You yeah. Know, I, I, I literally, I for the first time in my life, I knew what people meant by a cold sweat. I was like sweating, right. but I was like freezing. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. And then my next thought, and it may have been denial, it may have been head in the sand foolishness, mm-hmm. my next thought was, that's not going to be me. Right. I, we'll, we're going to figure something out. This we'll, we'll treat this. We'll do something. But it's not. I'm not, not and, going out like that. And just so people get the severity of this, not only does this doctor give you six months, but uh, I recently heard the story on the Corolla podcast that when – Adam called up Dr. Drew to mm-hmm. say, like, hey, you know, uh, Brian's got yeah. this thing. Drew said what? I called Corolla that day yeah. because I was going to work for him the next following Monday on his TV pilot and had to call and say, dude, can't work for your TV pilot. Got to go in and get chemotherapy and radiation. Jeez. And, uh, and uh, how did Adam make that about him? Let's see. <laughs> Oh man, it took it took it took a couple of days. Now he he was he was he was great about it. But yeah. um, uh, he called Drew because Drew's his guy sure, who knows sure. a lot of medical shit, and we'll give it to him straight. And uh, it's funny because I just did Doctor Drew's midday show a couple of days ago and asked him to recount which I'd never heard. I'm like, Drew, talk about when you found out because I actually don't know your perspective on you know when you got the word that I had this horrible <laughs> diagnosis and blah blah blah. And as he said to Adam, he's like, Oof. That is, uh, if they're if it's growing, it's bad bad news. And I'm mm-hmm. well, I think that's how they found it. I think it's grown. He goes, then it's it's pretty bad. And wow. he's like, yeah, six months might be you know kind of uh, ambitious, but uh, you know, six months. is Oh about God, right. man! <laughs> and so that's pretty much multiple opinions. But here's because the they, they, they always say like, oh, get a second opinion. Yeah. So you 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 don't. Well, luckily Drew yeah. didn't call me. <laughs> Drew didn't right. call me and give me the news. Right. I will say that Adam's next call. This is this is uh, kind of encouraging. Adam's next call is to Doctor Bruce. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's I know a, him from the show. He does. He he sort of he's a. He's an ER doctor who does our show sometimes. He's mm-hmm. actually really, um, really well versed in a lot of things. As an ER doctor, you have to know a lot of shit. Yep. You, know, yeah. you have to be very uh, varied in your knowledge. You have knowledge. to know whooping cough and you have to know gunshot. You really do, <laughs> which is which makes you sort of uh, you know a renaissance man of medicine. Sure. And so um, you know, Adam called Bruce because he's a close friend, and he's like Bruce, you know, Brian called me with this information, blah blah. And turns out Bruce had had. A sister who was diagnosed with the exact same thing, brainstem glioma, brainstem tumor, 10 years ago. He's like, oh, my God, this is reminding me of something this is exactly what my sister had. And Adam's like, oh, God, well, what happened to her? How long, you know, what, what, how'd she do? Which, how long did she last? He goes, oh, she's, she's fine. She lives, she lives in Pasadena. You know, she's 10 hey. years on. So, All right, so okay. the first sign of hope. Yeah, it was, really was the first sign of hope. It was the first, like, God, and you this, just, is not, this is not the end. And you, you know clung I mean? to that piece of information I did. so hard. I really did. And now you're like, all right, now I need to figure out what else uh, yep. goes along with how she's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Uh, what is I, she eating? What is she drinking? Who is she a fucking? Little, a, a I gotta little, start <laughs> fucking that person. Exactly. They've got magic him, juice. Yeah. Him or her. Him or her. It doesn't matter. At this point, and uh, the, first, the we ended up, we ended up very luckily one of the world's leading, maybe the leading, arguably brain tumor surgeons is here in Los Angeles, Dr. Keith Black. He's at Cedar Sinai, mm-hmm. and we got a lot of people. It's just everyone we talked to who knew anything about this was like, "Got Dr. Dr. Black, got to see Dr. Black." Okay. We knew we ended up knowing someone who knew someone on his team and was like, "I can get you a referral. I can get you in there you know, on Monday to see him." Went to see him. And he's a real Zen guy. He's like a real, real soft-spoken guy, which you kind of have to be in, you know, the, when you're delivering heavy yeah, you news. You got to be neutral. Well, sure, you can't just have sparklers going yeah. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, Patch right. Adam doesn't work in, no. in the oncology world. No, it uh, I want to ask real quick though. Uh, when you find out, they're like, we can see on Monday. What day is it? This when, is Friday. 
Okay. Maybe Saturday, Friday or Saturday. Okay. Even wow. though that's only a couple of days, I'd be losing my shit being like, this isn't, why can't you see, like, right? Because yeah, you yes. don't know if two days is going to mean. You're absolutely right. And, and that's one of the worst things about the first doctor I saw, the doctor who gave me that six month mm-hmm. uh, news. He didn't call me again for a week. Like, it was a week later that I heard from him. He's that's... like, hey, just call and discuss treatment options. I'm like, the Can fuck? we out him so no one ever goes no, there? No, actually, right. I actually I named him in the book, and the yep. lawyers made it was the only name the lawyers made me change. Wow! So in the book, he's Doctor Harold Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now you say Doctor Harold Kumar, even even though he's a quack, it yeah. sounds like well, I could go be to that yeah, doctor. Can't, can't fucking go to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so ended up with the, the 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 good thing about that wait was I was actually ugh that was that was a miserable day or so was got the news on a Thursday was actually already scheduled to fly up to the Bay Area where I'm from the next day for mm-hmm. Christie's Northern California Bachelorette, or excuse me, uh, um, um, shower. My, my, my mom was showing, throwing her a shower. Oh, God. So I'm going to see my family anyway. They're on vacation. They're going to come back from Tahoe to pick us up from the airport. So Jeez. i got to call them and be like, uh, sorry to ruin your vacation, but uh, I've got cancer. <laughs> yeah. It's not the good kind. No. Oh, God. Was, I don't know there, how you bring... I don't, it was awful. I don't even know yeah. if I would bring that up to my family. Because that's, my first instinct was to not call them. I was going like, oh, I'm going to see them tomorrow. Why would ruin their? Why would I ruin their vacation? Right. Even vacation past that, I don't know if I'd ever could ever. I mean, I just that's like the fuck, right? I mean, like, yes. But no, you're like I. Ha- I had to, well, it was it was uh, my my wife's dad, my future father-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, Don, is a very soft-spoken guy, very wise, and uh, he he was kind of listening to me discuss this with Christy, my wife, and her mom, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I know I should call them, but I'll see them tomorrow, and I don't want to give them this horrible news over the phone, especially on our vacation with their friends. Right. And Don sort of just sits there and he. And he Says very soft. He's like, I, I think you should call your dad. And I knew if, if Don was telling me to call my dad, yeah, I, yeah. Gotta, I gotta call my dad. Also, so, you don't know who they know and like what other connections, right? They might have some. Cr- you know crazy what? You're right. You never know. You, you never want the news to get back to them. Right, right. That'd be the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they're listening to the radio show. Maybe. Oh, you mean like who to refer me to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I you're... thought you meant like who they knew in the medical community who might like tell them. <laughs> well, oh, that, well, well, I mean that too. Yeah. Like, also, yeah, because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Lord knows you don't want uh, someone to give them that phone call and be like, "Hey, sorry about your son." Yeah. Wait, what I are you talking about? I saw his MRI about? come across my desk or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no kidding. Probably violate HIPAA law, right? Probably yeah, some some HIPAA law, <laughs> some, something like that. But it, it, it's always interesting how, uh, like how people that there, there there is no book on how you respond to this. Well, like, there is now. <laughs> well, and, and it's called Shrinkage, <laughs> and, and it's uh, written by Bald Brian yeah, here. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're right, but, though. There, there's, no, there's no right way. There's no instruction yeah, manual. Because, I mean, and I've never really talked about this on this podcast, and, and, and I know I talked to you about it while while it was happening. Uh, my dad uh, uh, got skin cancer, mm-hmm. like, pretty mm-hmm. bad. Not, not just, hey, laser it off and you're good. Like, got to go to chemo, yeah. got to go to radiation. Doctors, doctors telling you, hey... This may not end up well, and uh, thank you for always responding to my emails. Yeah, by the of way. course, man. How's he doing? Um, uh, he here here's. I took a big leap asking how he's doing. Yeah, if he passed away. I'm gonna be. <laughs> We're cutting <laughs> that out. We're cutting that yeah, out. Yeah, we will edit that here quickly. Here, here's here, here's a story. He fought it for one about a year and a half, and I'm on. I'm in Denver, Colorado. I'm I'm walking to the Comedy Works there, the same Comedy Works where Mike August uh, stole all the toilet paper, and <laughs> the condo, uh, the condo. Yeah. Oh yeah, the condo. <laughs> um, and I get a phone call uh, from my mom, and this is like five minutes before I'm about to go on stage. And I and I, I see it, and I and I know that my dad had a had a doctor's appointment that day. Oof. So I'm like, oh fuck. 
So it's five minutes before I go on stage. I it's all say, you're thinking about all day. It's all you're thinking yeah. about until leading yeah. up to that appointment, probably all day. And I get the call from my mom. I say, "Hey," and the first the, she doesn't say hi. She doesn't say how are you. Her first words are, "He's cancer free." Oh, isn't that the and, best? And like, I just I literally I fell on my knees. It's the best. And I ju- and I started blowing the feature. No, but uh, yeah, yeah. you didn't have to get <laughs> on your knees. For that. <laughs> Can't hold Easy a moment. Joke. Yeah, no, but, um, tug at the audience's heartstrings. Yeah, Brad. Uh, I fell on my knees and I just started bawling yeah. in 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 the green room. And all the other comics are like, "What's?" Yeah. happening like oh, they yeah. don't know and i do exp- positive tears and i had to explain them they're like yeah no, it's good news <laughs> this just happened and then of course like literally i'm wiping the tears out of my eyes and i hear please welcome please welcome <laughs> brad williams like oh, fuck God, dude. and they see your eyes watering that guy's high yeah guy's so, so high right now <laughs> i walk down on stage and i have a joke in my act where i yeah. say uh well we're not using dwarfs properly in this country because they bring so much happiness to everyone. We should give midgets to cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And I say the joke, and then I don't even get, get the punchline. I do, oh, I essentially do the same thing on stage and just start bawling. And then wow. I have to look up at the audience like, yeah, you probably want to know what's happening yeah. here. Well, was, were they – I mean th- that's not even a point, by the way, where it's like halfway through your act and they're on your side and they're loving the show to where like if you started to talk about something emotional, they would start cheering for you. They're, yeah. they're so like – what the fuck? Right? There's no yeah. explanation. Right. There, there, so they're there, quiet. There, yeah, there, there wasn't any lead up to it or anything. But Plus, then, your, your act, I would describe as high energy. High energy. energy. It's, it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not uh, wry. It's not sort right. of Hedberg-esque. Yeah. Right. Usually it, tear-free. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> There's been several instances. Uh, and, and then I pretty much had to explain to the audience like, like what just happened. Yeah. And uh, then it was amazing... And 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 you could probably attest to this um, because the community of people that go through this, whether it be positive or negative, mm. I made a couple posts on Instagram. Just hey, I'll go back to jokes in a second, but hey, this is what happened. And the outpour of positivity was unreal. And people would call and say, "Hey, cancer took my fill in the blank." Yeah, here, you're shocked at how many people it's touched. Yeah. But then they weren't upset. They weren't why why was your father saved and not my relative? It it it, it was more of fuck yeah. yeah. Someone beat it. Absolutely. Someone won. It's, it's a galvanizing thing, Ken. Ironically, it's a galvanizing thing. It yeah. brings people together because if you're in the fight or your dad or your brother, whoever, your mom, you're all in the fight. Yeah. What, what are the stats of people beating it? Because I'm sure we all know it this depend- table, Ugh. like at least probably five people that right? Yeah. But we know people that know people. It's yeah. like every, yeah. it's just but I feel like the numbers are probably devastating. It depends. It depends on the on the cancer, of course, and the age. And the, that's sure. actually a point I made in the book, which is we went home. Literally, it's called shrinkage, which you can get right. in stores. What stores? Finer bookstores. Literally, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Okay, yeah, so you you could even go to aboutlastnightpodcast.com, click on the Amazon, do banner, that shit, and then or, then order shrinkage. Absolutely. by Bald Brian You'd Bishop. You'd be remiss not to. Yeah, there you go. I made the point that. that Literally, after we got the diagnosis, the six-month diagnosis, we went home and we looked up statistics, and they were terrifying. It's like it was like eighteen percent of people live longer than a year or eighteen months or something like that with a particular tumor. And I got scared, but then I I rationalized, I think correctly. Statistics can be your worst enemy because those stats take into account everyone. Old people, infirm people, right. sick people, people who don't have access to great medical care, people who don't want access to great medical care, yeah. people who live in rural areas, pe- yeah. people who discover their cancer too late. The fact that I was a relatively healthy 29-year-old, 
30-year-old who uh, was going to the gym every day and, and ate healthy and did all this. You know, I, I figured I had a little better than 17% chance to live you know, yeah. a year or more. Good for so, you to figure that out. You know, it, and, it made sense. And, I, and you've, I've heard you do what, uh, other interviews where you've talked about don't be a statistic. Don't Be your um, own statistic. Yeah, be your own statistic. Well, sure, 18% of people in yeah. general, but this is just me. Yeah. I'm 100% of Bald Brian. Let's see what happens here. Yep. And uh, I, I, I think that's really key because if, if, you start fo- if you start focusing on, well, only 18% or only 10%, then you lose the hope. You lose the fight. You, you lose the drive. Right. It, it, like, yes, it's like, like you say, it is an indicator, but it takes in so many other factors. Yeah. So. And I think that can be applied. I hope it can be applied to other parts of life. Like sure. if, my, if, if 20% of my socioeconomic group, whether it's a demographic, your race or your gender or your income level or whatever, ends up in some level of the correctional facility, 100% of me is not going to end up. I am definitely not by any means going to end up right. there. In fact, I'm going to thrive. And, and don't be a victim to your – don't ascribe the statistics to the, your mm-hmm. life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Those are other people. And uh, how how did your fiance now wife react? How, what did Oof. she do? Because there's so many ways that that can go. Yeah, yeah. What she if was she's in... like, look, I like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like the the talk of you have to talk about like life after yeah, you, right? Of course. Actually, you know what's funny? Or maybe you don't. I don't know if we did. I don't know if we even really allowed for that possibility. Yeah, you know what? As I said that, I was like, why would you and why do you have to? Maybe because... it, it was part of our united front. And I think she believed almost as much as I did. I mean, she she definitely had her moments because, listen, th- here's a lesson for everyone going through cancer or, or with a friend going through cancer. The caretaker has it worse than the, the patient. The person who's taking care of the patient has it way worse because they can see it all with clear eyes. They're yeah, witnessing yeah. this whole deterioration like Christy did with me. I'm radiated. I'm on chemo. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm in a fog, you know, right. I mean, for, for two months. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what's happening. And Christy is like witnessing it and literally uh, helping me around to the bathroom, for God's sake. Like, yeah. I can't be trusted to walk to the bathroom on my own. And the stress and the uh, just anguish that the, that the caretakers yeah. uh, embellish, uh, you know, and just kind of take on is probably, um, I'm not going to say worse than the actual cancer. I would but- say in ways it's worse, though. I would say, like, for me, at my worst, I was sleeping 18 hours a day. And that's great. Wow. I wanted Holy to sleep 18 shit. hours a day. Yeah. Christy had to be awake and had to take care of the house. Oh I had to take God. care of... And- Everything, medical everything. paperwork, everything. Yeah. If, if someone you know is going through cancer treatment, carve out a little time and attention for the caretaker too. Take mm-hmm. her out and have sex there. That's what, I, that's what, that's what I'm <laughs> wait, saying. Wait, so, wait, do you give your wife <laughs> the only, hall pass that, then? That only, that only applies to when I'm actually on chemo. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, because that stuff wasn't working anyway. So exactly. So Brett, <laughs> Brad, I have a quick question for you. When you came out on stage and announced that news and started bawling, yeah. was there any m- moment in your head that was like, don't tell the real thing and say something like, I just found out Fraggle Rock is coming to Netflix. <laughs> like, or, I can use this. You know, this like, is a found yeah. moment. Or, or were you like, I no, just there, stay honest. There was, there was a part of me as a comic that's always like, always go for the joke. Like, never mm-hmm. never let them tru- truly in. Because you didn't plan on happening. It, it just took over. No. So it's like, and, and, and I'll uh, uh, explain why I'm, uh, I'm bringing this up. But I'm, yeah. I'm curious why. There was that thought. Yeah. There, there was absolutely that thought. But then... I paused for a moment and then was like, I'm not going to be able to fake it. You got to go. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to be able to pull it off. Yeah, and I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, 
Uh, and because there's a there's a fear of how vulnerable do I want to seem? Sure. And True. and and you think about the show like, well, there, there's still a show Except going. There's some more people coming up, right? Yeah. And paid if I the... dwarf cry, <laughs> that was not advertised. Sad clown. <laughs> sad clown. <laughs> I mean, and and sad ju- sidekick. And just so you guys know, seeing a dwarf cry. I've I've caught glimpses of myself crying in the mirror before. It's not it's fun. Ugly. It's, ugly. it's not fun for anybody. Yeah. No one looks at a dwarf crying and goes, "Win!" Yeah. Like, yeah. They like don't go, "We're not going to get more candy after this." <laughs> like, in fact, it's going to disappear from our pockets. <laughs> yeah, like maybe some voodoo doctors like give me the tears of the dwarf. All right, Uka <laughs> baka. Like that. Like Put maybe that's right into the cauldron. Right into oh. the smoke maybe that's the happening. Somebody but... isolate the audio of Brad saying Uka baka, and somebody. Help me get a video camera so I can capture the ukabaka <laughs> gesture that came with it. Now I bring this up because I'm curious at how much, like you know, Brad was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to be true to the moment yeah. and be vulnerable." So, how much with your interactions with people once you start mm. sharing the news, are you like, "I got to stay strong," or are you like, "I'm going to allow myself to be fucking scared and terrified," Boy. or is letting that those thoughts and feelings in? Do you feel like you're you're losing if you do that. And you have to say just so mentally strong, like, I'm going to beat this all the time, but I feel like it's only human nature to inevitably at some point go, wow, man, what the fuck? I have a few thoughts about that. Number one, the first thought as it pertains to what you talked or asked about, which is when did you announce on the podcast, there was a lot of talk before, like, do we want to go public with this? Most people... I will not include myself as a celebrity, but people who have a public, you know, following or whatever, sure. they're very private about, you know, cancer and health stuff. You, know, you, right. you often find out like, oh, Rock Hudson had AIDS and then he died the next day. You yeah. Know I mean, shit like that. I, I, I know when like in like Patrick Swayze, we, yeah. we found out that he's like, wait, Patrick Swayze has, he's dead. What? Exactly. You'll like, find out about it. Yeah. All right. Well, what yeah. news station was that? Because that seems like the worst reporting ever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Swayze, he's him. dead. Uh, ghost is now real. <laughs> welcome, what? Back to two, welcome back to Two Quick News. <laughs> it just happened news. It, the thought for me, there was never any doubt. I was like, I've got to be honest. I've got to be public. And I've got to mm-hmm. just talk about it. Because I can't imagine the... Um, spiritual burden of keeping this inside not yeah. telling people live it, lying about it and then what let's let's play this out what if um, it gets worse what if i go away for a while you know i get right. treatment like where's but what happened to what happened to brian he was he's on the show and now he's not on the show what mm-hmm. happens if someone sees me on the street outside of cedars like holy shit brian looks terrible yeah worse than he normally does <laughs> and, and so i i couldn't live with that spiritual burden of trying to hide something plus i didn't realize this at the time but it came true within Within 24 hours, I got so fucking many emails and tweets and just people saying, pulling for you. You know, I awesome. feel I feel like I got the news from a friend that got diagnosed. Yeah. And I was like, I, it really opened my eyes to the power of what we were doing at, at the right. podcast. Like, what wow, people really well, were in their cars, were in their ears, yeah. were at the gym with them. Yeah, and, I mean? and it's part of people's routines. I, yeah. I listen to the Corolla podcast, and you guys are part of my routine. But, but before I was even a guest... I felt like I knew you guys, yeah. and uh, and the other question I want to ask you because this is something that uh, from people that the families, the friends, as the person going through it, when you tell someone, mm. what kind of reactions are best for you? Like when when like like how can people make you feel? Because like my dad was always like. Live your life. Don't change anything. Don't feel sorry for me. Just do your thing. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay. Is that what you were going Interesting. through? Interesting. I'd say mostly yes. My number one rule um, 
that I, I had to remind Christy because she's more, emo- uh, yeah, she's a woman, she's more emotional than I am, sure. thankfully. And she, uh, she would, we had friends who would naturally just kind of, um, Back away, you know what I mean. They didn't. Right. I, I, they didn't say anything, but I don't think they wanted. To, they were uncomfortable. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Or this whole situation made them uh, emotional or comfortable, whatever it was, and they just kind of drifted away a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's it's the last scene from the last episode of Seinfeld where they're all just backing up, yeah. going, "Good luck yeah. with all yeah, yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, without saying that, it was it was emotionally yeah. that. Yeah. And Chrissy got upset about certain people, you know, not being there for us, or not not even that. Just like, where is this? Why haven't heard from this person? You know what I mean? Isn't and it I, crazy how how clearly that becomes yes. just like. You're it like, is. Oh wow! And now do you do. You, but as let yeah. me finish my thought, yeah, which is, I said to Christy, I said, you can't fault people for the natural reactions. Yeah. If your natural reaction is to be freaked out, I, I'm not upset. If you make a conscious decision, like fuck that guy, he's got cancer. You know, what I mean, then that's maybe we have an yeah. issue yeah. Uh, of our friendship going forward. Right. But if your natural reaction is to be scared or freaked out or or uncomfortable or emotional, I, I, I can't hold that against you. You no one can hold that against you. And I think it's a healthy mindset. And I think uh, having a healthy mindset probably throughout the process. I, don't, I mean, not to get all like spiritual and and and, mm-hmm. but I feel like you have to stay in a somewhat clean mindset to just like get through everything. So to even start to, it's like, why am I going to spend the little energy I have? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, getting upset that a guy I went to fucking uh, you know summer camp yeah. with isn't sending me thank you cards. No, you you nailed it for thank me you cards, personally. Wait. I mean, thank you cards. Thank get, you, get thank well you, cancer, <laughs> for taking this asshole out of God. my life. I've uh, I've missed that section of the Hallmark. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, why right. why six months? All right, there's birthday, there's anniversary, oh, there's God. sympathy, there's, uh, there's thank you where's the thank you for cancer section? Oh my God! All right, well, you know what I meant. I do exactly what you mean. Um, Funny, I actually uh, that, that brings up a, a tangential, uh, a weird observation that I had, which was a friend of mine. First of all, I always get a little um, hesitant to preach the healthy mindset thing, okay. the positive attitude thing, because there's fucking people who had the greatest mindset and they sure. died. You know yeah. what I mean? And that sucks. And I hate to be the asshole. It's like just gotta have a positive. No, you don't. You gotta have good right. fucking dr- doctor and good drugs. Mm-hmm. And a healthy mindset that helped me a lot get through it. The, the sort of you know the the spiritual buoying. You know what I mean? Just yeah. feeling good. But I had a friend, a good friend, who gave me um, a uh, uh, guided meditation CD specifically for cancer patients. It was like Interesting. guided meditation. The woman talks to you very softly in your ear and with the music. And like, and now think about this. And now blah, blah, blah. And at one point, who was the said, voice? Was it a celebrity voice? Like, no, no, no. She's Larry she, King. She, <laughs> Sharon Stone. It was, uh, yeah. It was, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Just relax. You the more you relax, Rochester, the more. New York. <laughs> Just picture your white blood cells taking over the cancer cells and, thro- and, and throwing them out. There are Much 50- like Andy Dufresne got out of Shawshank, there your f- cancer cells will leave your There body. are 15,000 different types of penguins and also white blood cells. That's right. That's right. Maybe less for you. Maybe. Oh, he gets specific. You can pay him more to, to personalize. To your, uh, your situation. Oh, the, 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 the actual uh, the, the meditation person yes. was said in the middle of her thing, she was like, and now thank your cancer. And I was like, did I hear that right? Yeah. And her thing was, thank it for giving you a new perspective on life and for making you realize what's really important and oh, for making shit. you value all these wow. things that you now value more. And you say thank you and now you can leave, you know? And it was a very interesting backwards way to think about yeah, things. And I was more, like, wow, that's very, that's heavy. That's more shocking than the Pope, like, uh, saying sorry to the guy who shot him. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. That's insane. Like, thank your cancer. Yeah. What? What were the things that you initially became just very aware of being grateful for and appreciative of? 
You know what? The the biggest thing wasn't even. It was at the end. It was when I started to get better. Spoiler alert! I got better. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, oh, you yeah. just ruined it for everybody. We'll, we'll edit that, that out. out. Got that out. Yeah. Post, yeah. um, what a shitty end of the story! I know. Jesus, I even listen. <laughs> when I uh, when I started to get better, they, they write books called uh, you know um, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't sweat the little things in your life because they'll you know they waste your time worrying about you know these insignificant things. Blah blah blah. blah. Worry about big problems. Fuck that. Sweat the small stuff and love sweating the small stuff. I remember when I was starting to feel a little bit better and I put a letter out or a bill or something for the mailman to take and you know, put it in your mailbox that mailman's supposed to take it. My man, mailman didn't take it. It left it right there. And I got pissed. I'm like, God damn it, this bill's like due soon and we fucking... And then I thought, I stopped. How nice to worry about the mailman taking a letter and not worry about if I'm going to live to see my 31st birthday or if I'm, I'm going you know, wow. to live to see our first anniversary. Yeah. Like sweating the small stuff is great. Don't dwell on it. Don't make it too big a part of your life. Right. But recognize when you have the luxury of worrying about little things. Little things are great. It, 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 it's almost looking at the problems that you have then, yep. not yep. not not the big ones, and being like, "Thank God, thank God, a good problem to have." Thank God, my my biggest problem is that they they're not selling the kind of Keurig tea that <laughs> yes, I like yes. over, over, over at the yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond. Absolutely. And and all, all all I'm all I'm trying to say, Bed Bath and Beyond, is would it kill you yeah. to have the Snapple Keurigs? They're delicious. <laughs> you, you can't. You got twenty nine different types of coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't give a fuck about coffee. Mm. And you got you, you have two teas. You have green and black. No Snapple iced tea. Yeah, you're, is, they sell them other places. You're just pissed because one time there was a pillow avalanche and you got fucking trapped <laughs> next to the comforters for six days. That 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 is true. Could be worse. Ever yeah. seen the movie? What was the movie with James Franco cut his arm off to get out of the mountain? Twenty twenty seven hours. Brad almost did that to get out of a pillow avalanche at Bed Bath and Beyond. I hear a I hear a pillow, pillow avalanche is playing Coachella next year. Really solid band. But was there ever a point when you even small things where you hear people with like great beach views and they're like, I don't even like, I never even. Appreciate the beat, like, or or like walking across the street and and seeing, um, I don't know, a couple holding hands or uh, or, or seeing a, a bu- people on a bus Ugh. smiling. Like this you is, start to. This is going to get very sappy and very. Uh, you can edit this out. This is going to get very uh, sick- sickeningly sweet. But Christy and I are were and are so in love that we, we held hands all the time, every day. She literally had to hold my hand to help me get places, like I said, to and from the bathroom, let alone to the car or out in the world. Yeah. I had to borrow her grandparents' walker for, for six months. What was I, that like? Uh, humiliating. Yeah. It was, it was very... Um, so the ability to walk was for sure like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I, just... I, remember, I remember the first time... I didn't drive for five, six months. My dad mm. and my brother flew down from the Bay Area and drove my truck back up so I didn't have to keep moving it. Did you ever like put in some Grand Theft Auto just to feel like you were driving a car because you missed it so much? I not? mean, I was going to say just so you can feel like you killed a hooker no, again. No, but okay. neither of, I should have. Neither of those things. But I remember <laughs> okay. the first time I drove a car again, my truck, in physical therapy. I, I was lucky enough to have a physical therapist, an occupational therapist yeah. who came to our house mm-hmm. and she's like, well, let's go up, drive in your car, drive on the block because you're going to have to get back to driving First at some time point. in five months? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it was uh, four in the afternoon. We lived kind of on a quieter street, so you know, she she was in the car with me, and we took us. It wasn't until I was ready. It wasn't like, "Hey, you're wobbly a little bit." Let's hop in the car. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. I was I was doing better at this point. Um, Did it all come back pretty quick, or was it? Uh, it yeah. was a little uh, foreign. A little bit. It was. It wasn't riding the. It was. It was as though you're riding the bike and you're a little bit wobbly. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I worked it out obviously, and. Uh, I'm, yeah, this, this is going to sound incredibly douchey, I think. I don't think I've actually ever told this story, but I, I, honestly, I got emotional the first time 
Christy and I, I Christy and I went to a uh, USC football game to tailgate with our friends. We tailgate in all the USC home games. Mm-hmm. We're big fans. We have season. Yeah, did we mention that that we all went there? Yeah, have we yeah. mentioned that? Yeah, fight on everybody. Oh, you went there as well? I went there as well. This is the first I've heard about this. <laughs> yeah. Literally the first time. We are all Trojans no in this room. Shit. Uh, it, it, it's so nice because every now and then we get like a Taron Killam who. Who, who went to UCLA and we have to like gang uh, up on him and like there there's a fight to the death. Uh, when did you graduate? Uh, I need. <laughs> when did you finish? Sore subject. Uh, finish? Never graduated. I when did you finish? I dropped out uh, 2006 to do comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's obviously working out for you. Hey, but the um, football games, as we all know, huge part of that school, huge part of yes. the tradition, huge and the part- tailgates are. Unreal. The tailgates are actually more they're more fun for me in a weird way because I get to see all my friends and yeah. you know, there's especially 40 the last 50 couple, people especially the last couple of years <laughs> and in and in school uh in school it's a huge deal and then it was more post big, school it's even it's more deal, fun for sure. because you go back and you're not only are you uh celebrating you're doing uh, similar uh activities with drinking and hanging out mm-hmm. but you're like seeing so many it's it's a great catch up and like Absolutely. uh you know reigniting friendships yeah. and you're getting that experience six times a year whereas yeah. in college you got it literally every day yeah. you know, in school so it's and Christy went to SC so we, we actually we didn't actually know each other but at the time but it's uh, it was, it's, we have, we've had season tickets ever since we've known each other right. and so it's a cool thing and we actually missed an entire season I actually had to sell my season tickets to a friend because I was super sick I was literally yeah. dying of cancer and so yeah. I couldn't go to any games and the first game we went back to the next year I remember thinking I actually got I actually got a little bit emotional because you know when the band's there doing the national anthem when you fly over and it's a beautiful day and the team and the uniforms is beautiful and Christy's there and all our friends and it's like you know this is this is something I had hoped to get back to and yeah and that's you that's you getting back to normal yeah that that, that, that's you truly something I look forward to yeah and 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 I'm, I'm sure when you were selling your tickets there might have been a voice in your head that was like I may never go. To yeah. a USC game again. I, I that the the one thing I thought I would never do again was be on the radio or be uh, you know broadcasting because yeah. uh, you guys didn't know me back then. But mm-hmm. the, the the results of my brain tumor and the swelling and the radiation and everything, my left side was fucked. I, hence the walker. I was in a wheelchair for a short period of time. Yeah. Couldn't use my left hand. Couldn't walk, and it affected the left side of my face and mouth and tongue and all that shit to yeah. the point where I was slurring my words really, really badly. If you ever go back to the archives, the Corolla show, and listen to those 2009 shows, I was like, well, that's it. I will not be broadcasting again for the rest of my life. I've got to find something else to do. And, and Adam never l- spoke up and was like, hey, man, clean, to, clean up those vowels. To his immense credit, yeah. mm-hmm. he kept inviting me back, kept inviting me back what on the show. and great dude. He... he, yeah. he he is a is an interesting guy. He's a, he's a guy. He's a man of many angles because he can be a uh, a ranty, you know, a, a, a angry guy at a lot of times. But he's a great guy with a great heart, a loyal guy, and I owe more than just my career to him. At least more than just the start. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He he sucked by me through through thick and thin. Yeah. So you thought you were going to be done with broadcasting and for sure. And, and uh, but again, that what that mindset of like. Was that the, maybe one of the first times where you're like, okay, now I'm starting to have to recognize things I'm going to have to give up in order to... Yeah, it was a, it was a cross that bridge when I get to it situation because I was like, well, I guess broadcasting's off the table, but eh, maybe I should never have been doing it in the first place. <laughs> so uh, I'll figure something like, else thank out. God the hours are... Oh, yeah. I mean, no, but at that time, at you that point, I didn't have so shit to do. Now, um, Can I finish answering a question from you earlier? Yeah, please. Because oh, yeah. I had other, another thought on when you asked... How much do you tell people about your, you know, whatever? You asked me, how much do I share with people? Or yeah. How, how do I share yes. with people? I always, I always have, a, being a podcaster, number one, is a weird thing when someone asks, someone asked me today, what do you do? And I was like, 
I always have to pause. I go, <laughs> I have to do a quick mental math where I look at the person and I'm like, does this person know what a podcast sure. is? Sure. Right. Almost like when you're auditioning people to take a picture for you. You're like, does this person yeah. have any fucking clue yes. what a phone is and right. how to press a button? Sure. So I'm like, does this person know what a podcast is? Well, they've ever heard of the Adam Carolla show. Right. Should I just, I can't say comedian because I'm not a comedian. I work in the world of comedy, but I sure. do not consider myself a comedian. Would I you could say sound effects guy. But then it gets into like, oh, radio, what station? Every right. time I say radio, it's what station? What station? It's like, well, right, it's right, uh, right. And the, then my next, I'm like, oh, I could say author. Author is, I'm an yeah. author, I'm a writer. There you go. But then I'm like, oh, do I? because then the next question, oh, what do you write about? I wrote, I wrote a book. What's the book about? Then I got to like, is it the Bernstein Bears? Do I want to <laughs> fucking get into? Do I want to tell this person I have cancer? Like, wow! Because you know, sure. so I get that. this is all within a second and a half. Of course, what right. I want to see is weird where it's like um because that means drug dealer. I'm like yeah, um. <laughs> you hesitate. You're always selling drugs. Yeah, so I usually go male like, escort. A word. Yeah, yeah, I always go. Do you know what a podcast is? And mm-hmm. if they say yes, I say what it is. If I say no, I'm like internet radio. Yeah, and, and then it, it's funny because when you, t- it's like when you tell people you're a comic or an actor, but if you're successful at it and if you're good at it, you you, you want to tell people like, okay, internet radio. But then you look at him like, but it's good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, But we're the number one show. Yeah, I, on all the internet. You're right. It's a weird thing. I, I don't. I never really feel the need to. Yeah, give. The resume, you know right. what I'm saying? But, it, but the internet radio, quote-unquote, does sound a little bit, sure. oh, you're in your mom's basement. Oh, well, good, good luck with that. Yeah, and, well, because, like, I, and I'm sure, Adam, uh, you've probably had this a, a, a bunch of times, where, where we tell people that we're comedians, uh, after they say, tell me a joke, and if we don't punch them in the face, uh, <laughs> then they usually say, like, oh, like, well, what else do you do? And yeah. it's like, no, no, just, just comic. Yeah. It, it's going well. Yeah, it sustains a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay, and uh, and and you're and you're first of all, you're great on the Corolla show. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, because uh, yeah. and Adam and I know from being guests on it that it, it's sometimes really hard to get a word in when Corolla is. Uh, ranting. You gotta time it. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta time it. But then you have to be good with those. Like you can't like if, if you're if you're waiting with a line and then you finally get it in, it can't suck. It's like, gotta be a, like eight you, or above. <laughs> yeah, like you've got to have. All right, you you you've got six shots in the chamber. They mm-hmm. all have to count. Yeah, he's yeah. driving the ship. And if you're gonna speak up and go, what if we took a left? Yeah. Or what if we go that way? And he, you he, better have a shortcut, or else it's not gonna go for well. For sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also getting the confidence to even like. Um, and definitely doing a podcast helps to even for my uh, first few times even being there to feel comfortable to like and then but also at cer- a certain point I feel like and I'm curious when this happened for you when you got on the show do you start to just go all right I'm here for not to just to fill space so you got to trust yourself to uh, not uh, completely filter yourself but like you said like finding the times to come in but like. Now I feel like I've gotten pretty comfortable to be like, oh, you know what? If I have something really funny and Adam's about to end or he's going to finish and I'm going to interrupt or, or uh, you know, tag on to mm, it mm. to have the balls to do that because you're like, oh, I, I trust that this is going to be good. So at what point in the show oh. did you go, you know what? I'm a, I'm a part of the show. Shit. I wish I had a good answer for you. I don't, mm. I don't know. You know what? I th- uh, this just popped to mind. So I'll say it, it was um, December of 2006. It was our last show of the first year of the radio show. Mm-hmm. And we all knew, I don't know if you guys listened back in the radio days, but Dave Danishuk was our first sidekick. Yep. Um, along with Teresa Strasser. Fat Tad was there. Fat Tad, which uh, he came from Kevin and Bean, didn't he? He did come from the role of Kevin and Bean. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and then also, for uh, people that don't know, 
uh, Adam Carolla replaced Howard Stern. Yeah, that was 2006. You're right. When Howard went to Terrestrial Radio, right. Stern, Howard, Adam took over the West Coast markets. Yeah, so th- this, th- this isn't you on some mom and pop uh, in... Oh, I was given a chance way too early. Yeah, it's way like, oh, too early. Could, <laughs> I was because, green. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the stories uh, from guys that were like, st- that, that I'm sure you've heard it from Kimmel, where like they start off in Bismarck, North Dakota, yep, yep. and then they slowly have to work their way. You were not not only given like the number one radio market, but Stern slot. Yeah, I was, let's put it this way. I was prepared to do the sound effects. I was actually, I think I hit the ground running mm-hmm. on the mic. It took a while for me to, you know, yeah. to, to, to get to the that's level. Not you had experience with. I had no experience with it. Whereas with the, with the sound effects, I had been listening to Stern and Loveline where the sound effects are great mm-hmm. and working. And then years later, working next to Anderson at Loveline to do the sound effects and watching and listening and learning from him. So I feel like I had that internal metronome already. So yeah. I hit the ground running with the sound effects. Yeah. How is that? What kind of person does it take to do sound effects for a hit radio show? I tied in the fact, in, 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 in my book, I tied in the fact that I had a severe undiagnosed case of ADHD growing up. I was going to say. Which, in, in, it, um, or as I like to call it, a little bit of Rain Man. It engenders, well, for me, <laughs> the, 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 the symptoms for me was the interrupting, the blurting out, sure. the sort of you know, blurting out when you're not called upon in class, things like that. What would you blurt out? I've, the answers I mean, early or like sometimes the answers early sometimes non sequiturs like uh, I went to a Catholic school in third grade and they're teaching us about the hierarchy of the Catholic Church and it's like oh there's the Pope and then there's uh, there's the cardinals and there's the bishops and I yell hey that's how you spell my name and she's like Brian get out of class I'd get thrown out of class all the time because I'm yelling out at nuns I'm yelling out at people you know what, though? that was the early days of social networking because you're like trying <laughs> yeah, to yeah, trying yeah, to introduce right. yourself Not, humble brag because yeah, <laughs> Kids don't know other kids' last names. Yeah. They're just like you're Aaron you were, or you're yeah. Kyle. Yeah. We don't, you're Brian with a Y. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, so that day a lot of kids would go, oh, fucking uh, Brian Bishop. Bishop. Interesting. That's fucking Interesting. Like Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So the blurting out, the interrupting. Once I got a little bit older and the ADHD calmed down, I still had the blurting thing, but I knew how to time it. I knew where it went and I knew yeah. when to blurt. And I blurted in the form of sound effects. Sound effects are interjections. They're ADHD Absolutely butting are. in. And I'm always amazed. You got to slip it in. <laughs> Yo, but, I, I, Yo, how learn, fast. Learn <laughs> yeah. when to blurt. A guide to podcasting. <laughs> Turning your idiot <laughs> to co-hosting to a, a podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and you're so fast. Yeah, I have dude, no it's idea crazy. how you do it. Oh, like, thanks, man. And, uh, I have a good memory. That's, yeah. that's it. And, and obviously you have like the go-tos on the on the Ab Crowley show. Mm-hmm. Like you have maybe like eight drops and I'm just It seems like eight, but it's actually 30 or real if, if i went through the ones that we played on a semi-regular basis like, yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's more i know it seems like that because per show sure. I maybe play eight drops 10 mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying how many mm-hmm. do you have in front of you for a given moment and i want to hear the process of when something happens uh-huh. how quickly does your brain go oh i want to say something about that and, how, and is that met with yeah but a sound effect would be better and then your brain's got to wow. quickly okay what happened it happened i'm today. asking some great questions it happened today, today. Like, this is ha- not bad Adam. it happened it happened what, what did it happen with it was uh Adam had Sonny, his son in the studio. Mm-hmm. I, I will almost always defer to sound effects more when there's someone, another voice in the studio, like an extra voice, because right. more voices gets gets too much. It gets loud and it gets, right. it gets too much. Whereas talking, the sound effects, right. everyone knows who's talking. When, you know, there's only one guy who can be talking when the sound effects are playing, or right. one guy who can quote unquote talking yeah. when the yeah. sound effects are playing. Sonny said something today. Adam was Adam this was is Adam's, Adam's cruel son, nine son. year old son. Yes, his, yeah. 
nine or eight year old son, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, nine year old son. And he just turned nine two days ago. And so he uh, he Adam said, oh yeah, let, let's say for example, is like yeah, we were driving down the road, uh, you know, fifty miles an hour and sunny. No, he was talking about how hot it was. Like, God, we got to West Hills today and it was one hundred and seven. And Sunny piped in. It was one hundred and nine. And rather than say something that's sunny, kind of snarky, that was a perfect yeah. opportunity for don't be a one upper. Right. So, the uh, the uh, sound effect you put was that that says don't don't be a one upper. Like I said, <laughs> like before. I said before. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect opportunity. And plus, as soon as Sunny blurred in, I know that it's the kid. It's a kid thing to want to correct and sound more impressive. Sure. Like a more impressive number. So I'm like, oh, he's going to say a number of the tire. So I'll start typing in. You know. Now, oh, Anticipation is a big, big, big part of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it. when you say typing it in, I, I always thought it was like a one-button hit. No. Well, I have a few hotkeys that are not very... If you saw my... See, look at my setup next time you're in the studio. You can I check will. it out. But it, there's a few, but mm-hmm. I have 600 drops Holy shit. in that machine that you guys <laughs> Holy, see, and then another Holy couple God. hundred on the other machine. Yeah. And so there's close to 1,000 drops I can choose from at any time. Do you have a favorite? A favorite? No, I don't. Uh, it, I remember the first a, the a, first drop that I ever put in was the, the fir- I put in Sweet Irony, which is a Will Ferrell drop. From, oh, Sweet Irony from uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, and then one that I loved because Adam would always, Adam has a tendency to go uh, on a, a bit of a ramble sometimes. He yep. get a bit a bit off topic um, from the movie uh, Defending Your Life. I have Rip Torn saying, "This is damn exciting stuff." <laughs> I thought that was a great drop. So yeah, that's a great in. one. Like, uh, like, would you ever like we uh, once the uh, when you first started getting to the uh, um, medical uh, tests and just really getting deep into your um, treatments and all mm-hmm. that. Did you ever have any inclination to like when the doc comes in and goes, "Well, this last <laughs> round of chemo wasn't so great," and you hit a sound bite that goes, "And that's the way the cookie crumbles," <laughs> from like Bruce Almighty or something. No, like because the sound effects are funnier, as you guys probably know, to people who know the show. Like, right. My app that has sound effects isn't interesting to anybody except people who listen to the show. Sure. So uh, I wouldn't. Have, it would have been a bit of a, bit of a non sequitur to, yeah. to to the doctor. <laughs> uh, my my personal favorite drop that you do, and I've used this in conversation, is uh, people. Uh, Adam will constantly bring up references that. Like he'll he'll talk he'll talk about a 1978 baseball player or like uh, or, or like the right. the the middle linebacker for the Rams in the 80s right Jack Youngblood yeah, yeah. sure uh, <laughs> like you do uh, and then you all the drop goes who yeah, yeah and it, 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 it's just perfect yeah because it, and it, 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 that is one of my hotkeys because Adam yeah. so often says random stuff that no yes. one knows I will often have to use the who sound effect yeah it, it, it's it's just it adds so much and it's really a skill because and um. Uh, uh, Adam will uh, back me up on this. We do morning radio shows all all mm-hmm. over the country, and when there's a bad sound effects guy, Whoa. I want to kill him. I want to just bad. fucking kill him because you're trying to tell a story and he's dropping yep. all this set like fart noises and train Drop horns and ugh. Yeah, yeah I get. Worst. I'm like somewhere uh, in some Burger King. Michael Winslow is just you know getting <laughs> really upset. He missed his window. <laughs> Winslow misses window. <laughs> Was he like a guy you looked up to? No. <laughs> no. yeah, well, like, he's talented. I mean, he does amazing things. Yeah. But, you know. is, is, is there is there like a sound guy Hall of Fame or like a drop Hall the, of Fame? I don't know like, if there is, but Anderson was my... He was Anderson my from guy. Loveline. Anderson, the, the sound guy who still is the sound guy for Loveline. Yeah. Fred Norris, of course, for the Howard Stern Show is the godfather yeah. and the yeah. acknowledged master. But if you're to put him side by side, uh, Anderson always was, was a little better. Uh, there's one... Uh, there, I think there's like one impression you have on the Adam Carolla show. I do? Yes, you do. And I just want to... Because 
the only thing oh. I, the only thing I know about this guy <laughs> is from what you do uh, like of him. But you 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 an impression of a guy named Jack Silver. It's more of a caricature. <laughs> who is uh, who was the station program director? The program director for when you guys were on the radio yes. show, and you make this guy sound like the biggest yeah. idiot. <laughs> Like well, I'm doing my job then. Okay, good. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Who who was this guy? You didn't know Jack? You, you didn't... I, I never met him. I oh. don't know of him. Like I run in the K Rock circles, but uh, no one ever brought him up. Who is this guy, Jack Silver? Jack Silver is a buffoon who <laughs> f- who Peter Principled. He failed his way up to uh, success because he was program director of a terrible station that I, so I'm told, mm-hmm. uh, KLSX that struck gold when they signed Howard Stern to be uh, the LA, you know, right. LA syndicate for right. Howard Stern. Gotcha. Station was number one for years and he was the, the idiot who, who fucking woke up on third base and thought he had a triple. He, he's a, <laughs> uh, he's a buffoon and his, and when, when, uh, when, when Stern left, uh, you know, uh, listen, uh, the, the story has been told, you know, sure. history has written the story. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's obvious. He's, and on top of that, most I wrote about him extensively in the book. Most of the things <laughs> shrinkage, which is available now in paperback. <laughs> yeah, everything I wrote about. It's funny because I remember the, I said the lawyer made me change um, the name of the doctor. Yeah, his reasoning was, well, you know, doctors keep really good records, and if anything you said isn't true, then you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, his name isn't important. I don't care. And I wrote not so flattering things about Jack Silver, and he, they didn't care. The lawyers didn't care. And I'm like, uh, so we're all good with the other names? He's like, yeah, all this stuff happened. All the stuff he said actually happened, and mm. uh, you're, not, you're not saying anything untrue. Is, so. is there a particular example that you could give <clears throat> that kind of sums him up? Uh, the one Corolla tells on the show yeah. is... Well, he told it, so I'll be brief. But Jack Silver is a horrible judge of talent. If he was a if he was a uh, talent scout for like the NFL, he'd been fired long ago. <laughs> he he wanted we had um, his notes were, were on guests were uh, we had Zach Galifianakis in the studio. He's like Galifianakis has been too in too long, too long. He did not like a young Zach Galifianakis. He did not like a young Joel McHale, and he did not like a young Louis C. The CK. This is all two thousand six. Jesus. So Jack was l- not only over three on the on the, and he worshipped marginal talents like Dan. Fucking Bonaducci and Tom Likas. He worshipped these marginal talents, and yet, literally, these titans of movies, yeah, TV, yes. and stand-up comedy come in before they're big. So this is the true test. This is the litmus test. He's like, no, nah, not impressed. <laughs> Jack, wow, you, the Shania Twain of assholes. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but yes, I don't know what that means either. He's not him. impressed. Oh, oh, oh does not impress him much. Yeah, yeah. come on, the, man. Cut, cut, that out post. Gonna cut that out in post. Uh, cut that out in post. <laughs> Insert more of that in post. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, yeah, that that was. That was famously Jack. He would he would save his best stuff for our meetings. He came in once and uh, he uh, we were asking him what he thought about today's show, and he said something to the effect of, "Not bad, not bad. Could have used a little more cooch." And, and, and Teresa, our, 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 the, the only female in the room, just put her head in her hands. It was shaking. Could have used a little more, a little cooch. more cooch. Like, and, dude. What and does by that the even way, mean? when I emailed all of our, this, when I wrote, when I went to write the book, I'm researching the book and I'm yeah. writing the chapter about how bad Jack is. The chapter. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, I emailed Angie, our former producer, Teresa, Mike Lynch, our former uh, writer, right. Mike Dawson, everyone former associated with the show, and I said, "Hey guys." Looking for some uh, Jack stories, can we? Uh, and it, it was a twenty-five email chain That's of how awful he was. So there's so, not need a lot of prompting. Yeah, so there could have been a whole other book. <laughs> there could have, like maybe, maybe, may, like may, like maybe just for the paperback, you do uh, like an insert, like the Jack Silver Chronicles. You know, he's a horrible person. <laughs> so, you, so you've been on the show for how long? Feels like forever. But it was uh, I started screening call this show since two thousand. Well, the podcast in two thousand ten. Okay, the mm-hmm. radio show starting in two thousand six. And the uh, I started screening calls at K Rock slash Loveline 
2002, I think, 2001. Wow. Do you have a favorite Corolla moment guest? I mean, were you star? Was there somebody, somebody you met that was like, I can't? Because at this point, Corolla. Oh, with I mean, the guest, you, you mean? You guys' show is so fucking big that it's like, there's nobody that won't come on and I'll call the, in. They're call, yeah. So it's like, was there somebody that came in that you you'd were just be like. Sh- you'd be surprised. Jeez. <laughs> um, or are you just desensitized? Uh, no, no, you desensitized know what? It's funny. It's, I'm a little desensitized. By the way, that's a tough fucking word to say. <laughs> I'm a little desensitized. You're not even drinking any beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I'm over here pounding uh, the IPA. No, we're, gonna, we're going slow yeah, on that's the a true drinking, That's There should be a drinking game where it's a bunch of fucking words like that. <laughs> yeah. And he, Four syllables minimum. Uh, Automatopia? <laughs> wow. And, Solid. And the, wait, okay, so it's gonna, there, if there's five words, let's all pick one here. I, I definitely think desensitized. Onomatopoeia. Parallelogram. Oh, oh so many L's. What'd you call me? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Because yeah. everyone, anyone can slur through that, mm. but you got to enunciate. Once you get to supercalifragilistic, it's getting yeah. that expialidocious. Yeah, you got to get hit it those, smoothly. Hit those vowels. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> so, um, in terms of guests, you know what? I'm a little. I dis- love, by the way, that nobody's on board with that drinking game. That was a quick. You guys gave at the time that it because was- it requires thought. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather draw cards or throw a ping pong ball. It's good. Too soon. How, are you guys over thirty? You guys are over thirty years. Yeah, old. that was a rule I made for myself at thirty years old: was no more drinking games. I, I, I swore off drinking games. Wow. Because you're just like, I just enjoy drinking alcohol. I just enjoy drinking. Drinking is a game. <laughs> <laughs> Who can get drunk? Well, what were the game? <laughs> the, game the, the, the game of where will I wake up tonight? Exactly. <laughs> that's it's a the, great game. That's the best thing what, to have wait. in a house, man, is just drinking your house. Oh, God. <laughs> I want it so bad. Wait, no, so, but there had to be a game that you played that, like, finally go. No. Like a, a crazy game of spoons, and you were like. Oh, the, there's not like a game that precipitated it. In fact,. I, There's I, another word added to the game. Precipitated, precipitated. It. precipitated. Oh I, I I love a good drinking game. Loved a good drinking. Kings. Kings was great. Um, yeah, a beer pong, flip cup, all that shit. I just you know uh, grew up. You know, oh, I, I draw I draw I draw a line in the sand. Wow. No more drinking games. I feel like yeah. I just saw Peter Pan fucking <laughs> jerk off into a bucket, <laughs> which was which is that's another which thing is, I stopped doing at age thirty. Dressing like Peter I, Pan, which is <laughs> which is what I think happens when Peter Pan grows up. Yeah. He goes fuck it, I'm jerking it. off into a bucket. You could take that you, Bieber. You could have said pay his taxes. Yeah. You could have said go yeah. to the DMV or the bank and you with Peter Pan jerking off into a bucket. Well, because I felt that's that the best cards against humanity thing ever. <laughs> because I feel like if you're if you're a kid, you're like you're you're safe about it. You're like it's into something that that I can that I will control where that thing that I'm gets I'm going to let you dig your way out of this came, one, Adam Ray. Let me finish. <laughs> Whatever I come on, I know where that thing's going to end up, whether it's a shirt, <laughs> uh, a towel or a person. Depending on how okay. old you started all that stuff. But, you know, doing it into a bucket, that's a very carefree, I don't care about the consequences. Because mm-hmm. nobody's going to set up a Not bucket. Not my bucket. Clearly you... Fa- <laughs> Which and- is a great, uh, great failed 80s sitcom. <laughs> Not my bucket. <laughs> Not in my bucket. <laughs> Starring Ted McGinley. Oh, of who's that? Who? <laughs> there it is. Jefferson oh. Darcy. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Jefferson Darcy. Okay, well, Shut up. You don't know who that is. No, Jefferson Darcy from Married, Mar- from Married with Children. Oh. The neighbor, Marcy Rhodes' wife. Yeah. Marcy nice. Darcy. Yeah, Marcy Darcy. Boy, that, what a great show. Uh, someone actually. Ahead of its time. So, right? Oh, here's, here's how ahead of its time. Uh, I, someone found a clip of Marcy from, from Married with Children walking into the shoe store, and some guy looks at her and goes, Hey. Aren't you Bruce Jenner? <laughs> wow. That's how ahead of its time wow. it was. 
Remember, uh, remember uh, Al Bundy's uh, um, and uh, t- uh, Justin Darcy's uh, organization against uh, for like men's rights. Yeah, was it Mad? No, ma'am. No, no, no ma'am. ma'am. That's right, man. No, no, ma'am. I love how much you guys love Mary with children. And Brad actually told me that you're a giant like trivia. Yeah, guy. Totally. Where where did that start? Because I there's back be- to guest real quick. Yeah, I'll finish that thought. Yeah, yeah. Really quick. I love it. I I, I don't I, I was desensitized early on working at K Rock, working at Love Line and all that stuff. I don't get too starstruck. I get starstruck when someone important to me or important to my childhood comes in, and yeah. it's rare. And I would not consider these a listers, but I've gotten the most excited about. Larry Miller, the comedian. I, I loved Larry Miller. Uh, every time he popped on screen, I didn't mm-hmm. know who he was. I was like, that guy's the best asshole ever. And, and it turns <laughs> out he's a sweet, sweet, sweet yeah. guy. Great guy. Love Larry Miller. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Huge Guns N' Roses fan yeah. growing up. So when Duff came in, I was like, fucking A, Duff McKagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Zito, because I'm a big Giants fan. Nice. Again, uh, not an A-list celebrity, but a fucking... No, but athletes are... Ours. No, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the last one, I, I oh Ed O'Neill from Married Children. Love that. Because I, I grew up go. with Married Children, and he doesn't do a lot of press. No, I actually sat next to Eric Stone Street on a flight from New York. Who plays? Uh, uh, who plays Cam Family. Yeah, in Modern Family? Right. And he's and I, he we just got to chatting, blah blah blah. And he's like Ed O'Neill, this. Oh, he was just on our show and showed him the picture. He's like, wow, Ed doesn't do press, so he must have really. I'm like, oh, he came in with Royce Gracie, and he's like, oh, he loves that MMA shit, so he must the jiu-jitsu, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. so that's why he came in. Wow. Holy shit. Who knew? But it was cool to me because I'm like, oh, fucking Al Bundy. Yeah. And he's just there. And, and, and like, there's, you know, as a professional broadcaster, uh, that you, that, you can't sort of nerd out, but there's a, like there's just that party that goes. Yeah. Just look at me and say, "Let's rock." Yep. Totally. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. please, just do it. Ah, uh, the best. Tell me about Pokai. <laughs> you had a question that was good. Yeah, right? uh, I uh, just tri- trivia because I feel like oh, yeah. I I, uh, I love it, but I feel like there's a there's it's almost like being a good high school basketball player and then and then transitioning to college. It's like I loved trivia growing up, and mm-hmm. I would play mm-hmm. uh, in college the uh, drinking trivia sure, nights. Sure, sure, and mm-hmm. I still uh, will always if someone's like, "You want hey, what or." play trivia i'm like i'm always in yeah but i feel like to really like i i auditioned when vh1 had that trivia show remember the big contest i was on beat the geeks on is that what it was no no on okay. comedy central they're yeah, around do the you same remember time the vh1 yeah. yeah was that the one with the teams yes that was a great show hosted, a- hosted hosted by andy uh wait, wait wait uh fuck what's his name the guy from new york the guy the, the new york broadcaster and the news guy blonde hair Tom Brokaw, no. Billy Bush. <laughs> I want to say Andy Daly, but it's not. Fuck it. Okay, keep going. I, I derailed your story. By the way, Mary you. fuck kill Billy Bush, Tom Brokaw, Larry King. Go. Slow down. Uh, uh, kill Billy Bush, uh, Mary Tom Brokaw. <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck Larry King. Fuck See, Bush. that's how Brad will yes and anything, <laughs> and that's and that's why I like him. Okay. Yeah. Also, I interrupted your story. I totally derailed your story. That was, uh, that, that was well, bad pop. Trivia. So what, you have a, I mean, you're really good at it, yeah? But you said you auditioned for the, the oh, Okay, yeah. We auditioned for it, but we didn't go very far. Because uh-huh. I only know certain trivia. I know a lot of 90s stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of obscure uh, baseball and basketball references. Right. Like, uh, ask me uh, who was the starting center for the Miami Heat from 1989 to 1995. Ronnie Cycling. Good. Damn. I, can't, I can't ask you a question. You told me to ask you. Who was the starting? Uh, who was the? Um, you probably. This is pretty easy. I'm trying to think of one that I would know. <laughs> who tr- who got traded? Name one of the players traded. This is an easy one. One of the players traded for Chris Charles Sabo. Bar- for Charles Sorry. Barkley. That's all, I usually always go with Chris Sabo. One, okay. of the, one of the players traded for Charles Barkley in the trade from the Suns to the uh, the Seventy Sixers. Oh God. Anyone. Good Lord, Clarence Weatherspoon. <laughs> I don't believe he was traded. Uh, Tom Chambers. He was not her. He was actually on the, the, the Suns. But yeah, he was still there. But Jeff Hornacek was the big. Was the wow. big. Uh, the now, 
Now, here's a, my uh, follow-up question. Um, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato. I say Hornacek. You said Hornacek. I always thought it was Hornacek. And when you said that, I go, oh, wow, Brian's a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> Hornacek. Hit that drop. That's the guy. That's like the guy. That's like the guy who goes uh, Chanaka to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hornacek. Do you say, do you say foyer or foyer? Because this is in the book also. This is a great drinking game. Yeah. Uh, is it Horna? You say Hornacek, I say Hornacek. Yeah. If you say Hornacek, I also say get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> it's my podcast. Uh, wait, I say foyer. Of course. It's a French okay. word. It's All a foyer. Look at that. Foyer We're back. The friendship's back in rube. business. There you go. Wait, now, who says foyer? Midwest people. Ugh. That's a, that's yeah. That, that's God. a lot. Of, a As lot if of, I needed more of a reason to hate Kansas City. They're off. They're bad. They're bad. They're, they're bad. By the way, Kansas City, I love you. Yeah, and uh, uh, they're bad enunciators. That's another word for your game. Enunciators. Oh, that is a tough one. What are you talking about? Enunciate. perfectly. Back to trivia for a second. Yeah. Uh, well, we well we each have a few questions from. Like our favorite movies to ask you, but I want to know about him. Yes, like what, listen. Yes. All I want to do is answer trivia questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest which thing in is, my life. <laughs> which was the first draft of uh, Cheryl Crow's song. All I want to do is have some fun. <laughs> Co-written by a guy from a high school named Kevin Gilbert who killed himself. Jesus! Oh, oh thanks for being a <laughs> automatic asphyxiation. That's fun. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, a fun time. well, now it's good again. Yeah, you time. can't totally feel bad for somebody that goes out that no. way. No. Too many loves. By the way, that's the opening, <laughs> that's the opening scene in uh, uh, That Ain't My Bucket. Or what was it called? Was not, it? not my bucket. Not my bucket. Yeah. An autoerotica. Autoerotic, yeah. Uh, I asked, did you guys know that I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? No. no. I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, speaking of trivia. Oh, no my shit. God. Yeah. I was How far did you get? obsessed with that show. I won $100,000. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's that's but, not that, yeah that's not three questions. You guys that's, don't fucking read Wikipedia. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, they both just say no. Yeah, no. Well, wait, wait. So when you did that, like, because a hundred thousand is three way for the million. Yeah, then it, yeah, two fifty, five hundred, a million. Dude, yeah, that's unreal. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Do you, um, uh, do you remember the question that stumped you? I do. I don't remember. I remember yeah, the question. Never forget that. Which yeah. uh, which city's newspaper? Sponsored the first ever spelling bee in like 1904. Oh, see, at that oh. point, it's like, fuck. I mean, now, you get the book to train, right? There's like a, a book of questions. I, you know what? There may be. You know what I did? I just went through um, Trivial Pursuit cards. Holy <laughs> shit. Christy and I took a trip to Napa right before. Oh, that's where we got engaged. We got engaged, drove back and forth, and uh, the whole time uh, I was driving and she was reading me Trivial Pursuit. Drove questions. from Napa to New York? No, no, Napa to right. oh. L.A. Oh, then once yeah. I got back to L.A., flew to New York. Oh, okay. Um, how did you even think to go on that show? So your, your love for trivia had um, culminated in, you were just like, how can I love it anymore? I need to show the world that I love it. Yeah. I won't go on and on about it, but I'll briefly mention that. In no. Look, okay. All I want to do is talk about who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> the backstory. Yeah. Uh, when I was a child, my, uh, my parents would go on vacation to, for a week or so, and they'd leave me with my grandparents. My grandparents would do what old people do, which is watch Jeopardy. And Jeopardy <sighs> airs like two times a day, three yeah. times a day, and they would watch it together, and they would give me a quarter for every question I got right, and at 50 wow. cents for every double Love Jeopardy that. question I got right. I got Another great drinking right, game, by the way. Yes. As a, as a nine-year-old, I agree. <laughs> and uh, and for the fin- if I got final Jeopardy right, that was a whole buck. And wow. by the end of the week, I walked away with... Twenty-five, thirty dollars, you know, shit, quarters and, and, and dollars and stuff. And good on yeah. your grandparents for doing that. Like, yeah, what a that's great, a real educational thing. I mean, right? I've never heard of anybody doing that. And what a great way to watch TV and, and learn. What a nerdy thing to do with your fucking grandparents. For <laughs> yeah, a but what else are you gonna do? Listen to them try to pick kernels out of their yeah, fucking teeth. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So anyway, I had this love of trivia, which was engendered, another good word, engendered by my grandparents. And uh, once I, you know, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire came out in ninety. 
when I was in college in yeah. the nineties mm-hmm. and it was a huge hit, obviously. And Incredible. it was a great show. It was a, it was a great show. Helm. Yeah. And uh, when it moved to the uh, syndicated version with Meredith Vieira, mm-hmm. and th- I got word somehow, I don't remember how, they were having tryouts in San Diego. I think what they were doing was they didn't want showbiz types, so they didn't have LA tryouts. They okay. had San Diego tryouts. And it was for Netflix Millionaire Movie Week. Fucking, I could have won a million dollars, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. Because uh, movie trivia, uh, uh, between all the lifelines and everything, I could have yeah. gotten the million dollar question. So I went down there, took the test. The way it works when you do a sponsored one, like Millionaire Movie Week, you got to take two tests, the movie test and, and the regular a, and test. And an STD test. Oh. And the STD test, <laughs> correct. And uh, they do it on Scantron, right? Do a Scantron test in like oh, an Indian casino in a theater, like the theater they do the, the Indian casinos. Yeah, yeah. And so we're all sitting there, 250 people, and we're all doing the Scantron. We're all taking the test. We turn them in. And while they're grading them, they're kind of giving us the, you know, the legal stuff. Like, okay, well, now if you pass the test, you'll get called by blah, blah, blah. And they're feeding them through the machine one test at a time, 250 500 tests and you, and you hear the the Scantron machine makes a little like tick tick like every time like it's right. kept, it gets one wrong oh boy I wish I really wish we had Michael Winslow for yeah. that moment right there yeah I know he's much better no, your Scantron noise is pretty good and so yeah. you put it through and uh, a bad test was like you know what I mean because all the little yeah. check marks that are wrong you know, like certain ones are better yep. than others, yep. and everyone's kind of listening because you know you. That's you're so like, oh, tense, fuck, by I, the way, that right? Could yeah. be my test, that could yeah. be my test. And every once in a while, you get to a test, it just went, like, and it's like, oh, the whole audience went, like, oh, <laughs> it was that sweet. Was, that was a good one. And yeah. I passed both tests. I passed both tests. <laughs> wow. I got the interview with the uh, producer, and I just explained. And I, I was hesitant to even mention that I, I was on the radio show at that point. I was mm. hesitant to even mention what I did for a living, but I couldn't lie. I didn't sure. have a good enough live made up. And he's like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm on the radio. I'm the sidekick on the Adam Carolla show. And he's like, oh my God, that's because they were in San Diego at the time. Yeah. And it's like, that's amazing. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And so they actually called me back and actually got on the show and actually became part of the show. Like Meredith brought it up to me. She's like, you're on the Adam Carolla show. What's Adam like? Is, you know, blah, 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 awesome. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Cause uh, that's great. Cause as a uh, person who loved the show, that was very interesting to you want to get emotionally invested yeah. in the contestant so yeah. if, if there's some stuff you can be like oh man I love Cruel yeah. I want this guy to win and I've just probably said I just got literally just got engaged we're getting married in six months oh, you you're know, feeling great I'm, yeah we're top you're of the world you're in a great place to play top of the world so the crowd who, was on my side who was your phone a friend because I always say I have a criteria if you uh, first of all if you um, don't uh, smoke pot. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be one of my phone friends. Inter- wow, that is uh, you're not going to be a that is a friend. bold uh, because I have a deep bold. I have a deep suspicion that people who uh, uh, have not not you have to smoke a lot of pot, but have, have smoked pot once in your life because mm-hmm. that lets me know that oh you're open to stuff. Meaning also okay. information and random facts to uh, get into your brain. I'm going to blow your mind. How many times I smoked pot in my life? Zero times. Zero times. Well, guess what, Brian? What, we're no longer friends. You will not be my phone <laughs> friend if the show comes back. You should hope back. I'm your phone friend. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so good. Uh, That's funny. Wait, so who's your phone friend? I, uh, the way it works is they make you have three, and you got to submit pictures, and you got to right. like submit a little bio and stuff because they want to make crazy. sure the person's not going to vomit on the phone. Yeah, or, or or like they don't call some guy up and he's like, I tell you what, I. I love this show as much as I hate black people. You're like, oh shit, get that drop. And so, and they have no restrictions on um, people using the computer. There's no way they could possibly, you know, sure. uh, regulate that. Yeah. So I chose the way I ended up going with is Mike Chaffee, who worked with the show, and he was great on the computer. He, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a you know nerdy computer guy, and so I knew he could Google shit fast. Right. And if I uh, you know I worked out a sort of thing, where it's like I'm going to give you just the bare bones of the question that I don't know, and you're going to Google it, and you're going to give me the answer. 
And mm-hmm. uh, b- b- he uh, he Googled my answer and gave it to me. And, was and you know what? He, you also have to have the person who's quickly Googling to, uh, by the way, quickly Googling is a one-act play <laughs> that I'm starring in next summer. Fantastic. Uh, get your tickets at, qu- at quickgoogle.com. .co. Quicklygoogling.com is taken. But yeah. you need, the guy has to be a good actor and not be like, um, okay, let me let, let me, me think. think about that. Let me Let me just open this browser real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Saying exactly what he's doing. Uh, so, we're, how tense was that studio audience when you're getting closer and closer? Well, the way it worked was, so they tape five shows a day that actually are the five shows of the week, Monday through Friday. They tape five straight in a row, and that's a day's worth of shooting. I was the last show of the day. I was the Friday show at the end of the show. So I got wow. carried over to the yeah. next day, which was Mon- Monday, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I got carried over to the next day of shooting, which was a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever it was. I had originally made flight plans to come back that night yep. thinking, well, I'll be on the show and I'll be yep. done. So I had to change my flight plans. But at that point, I was already up to $25,000. So it wasn't a big deal for me to right. change You're my like, flight. like, well, I got money like, to this burn. Is, this is money well spent. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, I was actually held over and the audience was great. I don't think they were quite as invested the second day only because they didn't follow my journey, obviously, from right. question number one. But it was awesome, man. It was really fun. The audience was great. I even asked, used my asked, it was all my lifeline. They asked the audience question and they, they steered me right, obviously. So mm-hmm. love that audience. Um, a great memory for sure. It was uh, awesome. The way it were used to work on the Regis days was they flew... They flew you out there, but you had to do the fastest finger competition, which would have sunk right. me. That just I, I always fucked that up. I, we used to I would play never... that in seventh grade. It was a um... <laughs> like a computer game. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Fa- fastest finger. Oh, I was, I was making a. Uh, I was making that was a, a finger blast. Joke, like Paul Brian. I played the fastest finger game. <laughs> Who boy? Uh, Let's just smoke some pot. <laughs> Open your mind. <laughs> Start now. To seventh grade finger jokes. Um, um, yeah, so uh, the they, they did away with the fastest finger competition. Mm-hmm. Which was a bummer. No, it was great for me. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it was great for me because I would have fucked that up. I would, not, right. I would not have gotten past the fastest finger. If you don't get past it, they send you home. Then Nowadays, you pay for your own flight out there and your own accommodations, but you're on the show guaranteed. So it's actually a better oh, sunk yeah. cost. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, you, from an economic you know, perspective, hey, we need to give our audience some closure before we wrap this up on your story. Oh, I'm still alive. Let's do some trivia. <laughs> I love that, dude. That's your next book. The fuck they, read the goddamn book. The whole actually. <laughs> no, no, you're right. The end read of the, the story book. is. The end, I, I write about the story better than I can ever tell it. So uh, check out check out the book for the end. And, uh, and, yeah, it's pretty emotional. I, it's it's a pretty. It sure. involves you know it involves uh, trips to Italy and uh, one year anniversaries and tears and and beautiful how long? Things. Yeah, and I want to know that too. Like in writing a book, um, how crazy of an endeavor is that? And how much the physical emotion? act of writing the book. Um, well, just the process. Like, yeah, are you, yeah. did somebody else actually? Did you talk to somebody and and they transcribed? I it? get that question all. You know, you're you're the hundredth person asking that that's question. How I would think I would do it, but then I think it's always more. And this just goes back to, I mean, how writing. That's why, you know, when uh, we're going to write any of our jokes or anything, it's just like it's more personal when it's coming mm. through your hand to the pen. Yes, right. I, I wrote the entire thing, hundred percent. I excerpted, excerpted, that's another word, Jesus. excerpted Christie's, Christy, Christy kept the blog during mm. the whole thing, and I excerpted wow. a couple of uh, sections just wow. for effect. Did you know she yeah. was? 
Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. All our, the whole everyone, uh, the people from the show followed it. Our family followed wow. it. Our friends. It was very helpful actually for a lot of people to sort of keep them updated. Yeah. What's going on? Sure. Without uh, having to actually call put, you and go in and, and yes. go through those Ugh. awkward Dude, those phone moments. calls are fucking. You, you have the best intentions where you're like, I'm gonna talk to this person and update them. Forty minutes pass and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I can't call anyone else now. Yeah. Um, the writing of the book. Uh, it is a Sisyphean effort of pushing a boulder up a hill forever. You're mm-hmm. never done with it. The fucking paperback came out on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this process just keeps it's rewarding and I love it. And I, I'm so incredibly glad I did it. I don't know if I could do it again. It's it, it's I think there's something great about that, though, because you probably yeah. know that you put every fuck. Also, I really did. This I, time I really poured it. As I far think. as books go, man, you, you can't be more. I mean, have you sat down and read it since it's come out? I read the audiobook. Done? Yeah, I read the audiobook, so I read it cover to cover. Oh, so when people download the audiobook, which you can get at audible.com, yeah. which is another one of our sponsors, yeah. uh, audible.com slash ALN. Click through uh, Adam and Brad. Um, yeah. I uh, I did the audiobook, and uh, Christy actually read her parts of the blog, and Corolla awesome. read his forward, so there's a oh, few more wow. voices on oh, there, cool. so it's kind of a cool experience. Actually, I think that kept it, I got, I got a little emotional at times reading some of the say, stuff. Man, like, and you know what? Back to your earlier question about how emotional do I get still talking about it. My first book signing slash reading was in New York, and I, t- I tried, I read a funny chapter, quote unquote. I read a chapter that had sort of humorous. Jack Silver. A little, fu- <laughs> uh, it, was, it was my trip to the sperm bank. And it was, uh, it didn't go over that great. It was, it, the audience wasn't, huh. it didn't go over that great. My next book signing and every book signing afterwards, I've read a chapter about, it's about my trip to the radiation center and how you never know who you who you're, who you're influencing just by people watching you, mm-hmm. and it's emotional. It's I, I get emotional literally every time I read it out loud at a signing, and people really respond to it. So, yeah, you know, people we like to make people laugh. We do it for a living, and I think people like that. But people also need to feel emotion. They need to see that there's you know there's people out there they living the an emotional yeah, emotional existence. Yeah, and uh, it, it makes those. I mean, it's the whole yin yang theory where it makes the good times even better. And back to your thing yeah. on in Denver, I guarantee those people have a memory they will never forget. People oh. go to comedy clubs like that was a good show. Years later, they don't remember any of the jokes. I yeah. guarantee people remember that. Uh, I, I, I I still get messages. That's what from, I'm from that's the, a moment, man. From the people that were in that audience going because there's a lot of people that think that it's it's that, that stand up is very systematic it's the same it's the same show every night yeah. so they know that they got something that they are they're never going to get again like that that's never going to happen again for me where yeah. I'm going to well, hopefully yeah, hopefully where, God, where I walk on stage moments after finding out that uh, a relative is cancer free and, and a relative <laughs> your dad yeah and so but in to in to back up your story whenever i Tell that story of me going up on stage. I always get yeah something emotional, of course. And, and so I to- I totally believe you. And, I, and this book is great. Not and not just if you're if you have someone who's going through it or you're going through it yourself. Which although it's a it's a wonderful thing to read if and it will certainly help. Mm-hmm. But it's just a wonderful human story. Thanks, it, it, it's a human. Triumph. I mean, and I say triumph, even though you still get checked up, you still take the drugs. You still I got an infusion today. I still yeah. have the best of the bandage on my hand. Yeah, you you have hospital garb yeah. on you right now. So, but I mean, but they say the the tumor shrank. Yeah, shrunk by a little more than half. Yeah, that's which is crazy. Just, which is un- unlikely. You know, right. I mean? I'm not going to say it's a miracle, but it's uh, doesn't happen in but many it, cases. But it's still there. Yeah, it'll always be there. You know, because they can't go God in and willing, take it out. 
inoperable. It's in it's in yeah. the part of the brain where the cranial nerves all meet, and it's just the real estate. If you nick something, I could forget how to breathe. Right. You know. So, so God you, willing, it'll be there for fifty years, and I'll live the rest of my life with a little dead tumor in there. That, that's the best case scenario. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I'll take it. Yeah. To answer, finish your question. Wait, I had a thought about what you said earlier. Was uh, um, shit. I was gonna say something. Chicken or beef? <laughs> I do love chicken and beef. That's a tough question. Damn it. Were there certain? By the way, I, I, I do want to know this though. When you had to really accept for a moment that maybe it was six months, mm-hmm. were there like really silly things? Like I, oh man, I'm never gonna get to like have another cheeseburger, or like I don't know. Like I'm curious where you're. It's such a fucking fragile, vulnerable place. To I can't even imagine thinking of i mean i've uh i have had a couple gnarly car accidents where i definitely uh should i'm not gonna say should but there's no reason why right uh that it's uh didn't go down differently and then um there's a person in your place. <laughs> yeah sometimes this guy just walks in and out and uh i haven't I yet addressed it totally. i thought it was a ghost <laughs> i haven't yet addressed it but uh uh, but I'm so I'm curious. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. To answer your question, I don't know if it's silly or not. You guys can be the judge. But uh, when I was diagnosed in early '09, my thought was, well, hopefully I'll live long enough to see uh, Transformers 2 and GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like now GI Joe the movie, or you were that delusional at that point that you thought GI Joe oh, was yeah. a real person? Oh no, my and cancer, radiation riddled brain. Was, uh, <laughs> just bad times. Uh, see, but I love that though too. because I feel like that's a natural part of the thinking mm. at that point yeah right? yeah what's uh, to realistic goals achievable goals sure you know uh it's it, like if you're a sports team fan you're like are they ever going to win the other the, the next championship or this was a, or pre yeah this a, was pre the giants winning the world series i was like oh, well, wow. i guess i'll never see that happen oh jeez. well That's... your story is fucking unbelievable Thanks, dude. and yeah. uh I, Thanks, i'm very uh thankful that you came on because i enjoy getting to know people that i have a genuine interest in and that are uh, great dudes that i can tell Thanks, from man. minimal exchanges and uh <laughs> That's, limited on-air interaction yeah but sure. you know you can just tell man like even the first like just uh and also i, I you know listen to you for so uh, sure. long so um but it's uh man incredibly inspiring thanks dude i'm uh going to read your book and probably text you while oh, i'm crying that's please finish about crying but i thought of what i was gonna say yeah no go ahead keep crying oh <laughs> well i'll tell you this the only uh uh the last time i cried was at the end of forrest gump when i watched it on tbs because that gets me every time and so this will probably be uh uh, just as good of a cry. Yeah. It's Although a- it'll be tough because when Forrest finds out that he has a kid with yeah. the same name, mm-hmm. you know, and and, she, and Jenny's like, yeah, he's his name's Forrest, yeah, and, and Forrest is like, that that's <laughs> fucking what, you know? Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but it was. He a didn't sweet say moment. that exactly. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I mean, Zemeckis, he that was in the <laughs> deep cuts of uh, of Tom Hanks going, that's fucking what. Yeah, he goes get two f bombs in uh, before you start before you start whimpering. <laughs> Brad, I appreciate you saying that it's a good story because. Even if it doesn't relate to someone's life experience, I wanted to make it a good a good tale. Because yeah. back to your thing about who wrote it, or you know, did you write the whole thing yourself? Yeah, I was a, I was a creative writing major in at USC, oh, nice. so I fancy myself a capable writer. I, I took it as a badge of honor. Like my my editor, the first person to even uh, talk to about, it, he's like, "So now, do you need a ghostwriter? You want someone to write it with you?" I was like, "No, I'm going to write this book." Yeah, and, and he probably thought, "Oh Christ, here's a first time writer who insists on it." Of course, no, I write. Right. I think I wrote a decent tale. But then there's Certainly, something uh, that this is your story. This is your yes. story. This is your family's story. Like, uh, it, 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 I, I think for something as personal as this, 
it'd be extremely difficult to put it in the hands of, of someone else and hoping yeah. they get the tone right. That was my argument to the uh, audiobook producer. Was like, yeah. it's going to sound weird if someone else says, and then I was diagnosed with cancer. It's like, you can't. Right. You can't, yeah, you me. can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not going to get the same effect. Do we have time for some movie trivia? you damn right we have time for some movie trivia. Uh, we might have to say that for next time. Damn it. I, all right, I'm going to do five right now. I don't all right. give a shit. Rapid all right. fire? All right, give it to him. All right, all right, all right. These are... <laughs> oh, that's a millionaire music. Oh. Well done. Uh, okay, these are just like five questions from movies that I love. We'll fix this in post. Okay. Oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> Clearly not a sound guy. That's like a really intense, like ACDC version. <laughs> God. Well, and now that I know really how good you are at this, I, these are probably going to be way too You'd easy. But, oh, 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 well. Uh, who would, what was the name of the coach in The Mighty Ducks? Oh, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, that was Emilio Estevez, and he was. I don't know. I don't know, actually. I, uh, God damn, you couldn't have asked about Norman Dale or uh, Coach Finstock from uh, the fucking uh, Teen Wolf? I don't know, man. I saw right. it once when I was a little hey, kid. Hey, can I buzz in? Yeah. Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Good call. Good call. Gordon Bombay. All right. In the movie Willow. By the way. Oh, just, fuck. That sound effect, by the way. Did you Google that's... movies Brian doesn't like? No. Wait, how dare you don't like Willow? Actually, that's, that's my people's movie. Yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> when Brad knew there were others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> others. He's, he held the screen like in Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Hands on the screen. All right, keep going. In the movie Willow, yeah. what do they call the dwarves? He's so serious right now. I think I know this too. Speed bumps. I have no. <laughs> I, have, I, have no I have no idea. I mean, no, but that's a pretty oh, good man. nickname for dwarves that's, now. Yeah, that's uh, a consolation answer. Adam, any guesses? Pex. That is also correct. Damn, look at they you. called him Pex. Hey, dude, what kind of a friend? This is or like a podcast partner. Would I be if I right. didn't know your alternate universe? We're 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 recording this on <laughs> National Best Friend Day, and Adam, you are stepping up to the goddamn plate. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, here's. Here's one that's a little more a movie that everybody's seen. Okay. All right. Well, no, we're not done <laughs> oh, yet. No. <laughs> By the way, that's what happens oh, no. when I come. Uh, <laughs> all right. What was the name of the city in Mexico where Andy met Red oh. in Shawshank Redemption? I went to a wedding there. Zihuatanejo. Zihuatanejo is correct. Well, I stated like Casa Another Quinta. word for the uh, drinking game. <laughs> Zihuatanejo. Zihuatanejo. They say the ocean has no memory. <laughs> By the way, I've got one if you need another question. Fire away. What was the name in Saved by the Bell Hawaiian style? Don't watch TV. What was the name of the hotel that the gang worked at? And who was the dad who ran the hotel? I know it's... I, I, Wait, I wasn't it Kelly Kapowski's name. dad? Yep. What oh, was his name? Mr. Kapowski? <laughs> no. It, it, no, it, it wasn't Kelly's dad. Oh, what was the guy? Oh, it was, yeah, it was. Kelly's grandfather. Oh, grandfather. <sighs> Fuck. His name, his last name... Was, was a thing it? I know what it is. It, what? Kurosi. Right? How dare you? No, that was the beach resort. Oh, this is say by the Hawaiian style. Oh, Hawaiian style. Jesus Christ! God damn it! His name was Harry Bannister, and you can both go to hell. <laughs> what was the name of the hotel? I have no idea. The Hideaway Hotel. Uh, the Hideaway Hotel. All very, right, very go. Hawaiian. I got two more. I I got two more. I got to right, do this. All right. Uh, in Rocky Four. Rocky now, drives. Now you're in my lane. Now you're in my Rocky lane. drives a Lamborghini. Right. What does the license plate say? Oh, fuck, that's trivia. Now I have multiple choice. Right. So, A, number one boxer. B, nope. Nope. Southpaw. Mm. C, champ. Nope. D, Adrian Nipples. 
Definitely. I thought it was, might have been Italian Stallion. I think it's Southpaw. That is correct. Yeah. It's Southpaw. It and uh, my, and, and last my last one, trivia last question. One. All right. This is my chance to go over 500. This is huge. There you go. Yeah. In Adam Carolla's movie Roadheart. Fuck. <laughs> I've only seen it once. <laughs> what is the name of the last comedian that you see on screen? That I saw on screen or that one sees on screen? That if someone watches the entire movie, right. what is the name of the last comedian you see oh, on screen? Oh, God. He was, uh, he was really funny. It's really funny. He had quite a, like real stage presence. He was mm-hmm. uh, a good-looking guy, but not like pretty, like ruggedly handsome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brad Williams. Yeah, yeah. that is correct. Uh, it is Brad Williams, woo! last comedian in the movie Roadheart, at the end of all the credits. That's right. Because nice. Adam didn't have room for me in the entire goddamn movie. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You got in there. <laughs> I did, and it's a left, credit. Yeah, I did get it. Last impression. Uh, Brian, I can't thank you enough for coming on this. Thanks for having me on, you guys. This, this, really awesome. this was fun, and it's it's cool now that we've had these conversations with, with, with you, so now it's when we come back on the podcast, it's not just going to be, ah, Brian the Sound Guy. Like Now we know a little bit more about your sure. story, and I'm sure our listeners now do, do now too. Listen, uh, buy, go out, buy the book, Shrinkage, uh, listen to the Adam Carolla show. And uh, use the links or the uh, codes for about last night. And, yeah, uh, and go and go get yourself a free Audible book from Audible dot com or yes. cli- or click through Amazon. And uh, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, man. man. What about your Twitter? Oh, at bald Brian with <laughs> Brian with a Y. If you want to follow me on the old tweets, there. Uh, follow I'm, me uh, on the old tweets. Pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> and if, if 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 you can think of any more. Uh, uh, drunk words, then by all means, uh, text them to all of us. Yeah, send Brad and Adam your uh, trivia questions. We'll do a whole <laughs> trivia episode. Oh, it's going to be good. Thank- thanks, buddy. Of course. Thank you, guys. Show. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. We had laughs and stories. Now go listen to more episodes on iTunes or your phone. Subscribe and tell your family and everyone. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, 
Liza Schleichinger. Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.